Hey guys, welcome to True Knows Talk. Jeff here. I don't know if y'all have heard of Anchor, but it's ran by Spotify now. And it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one app or on your desktop. Anchor has the tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone and computer. And really, I mean, when hosting on Anchor, you you mean you can distribute your podcast on many platforms. Spotify, Apple, I mean, there's just tons of them, more than I have time to really explain. But the best part about it, really, everything you need is in one place, and it's free. So, guys, go to your app store, download the Anchor FM app, or go online and just put it on your desktop if you got a laptop. Now, I know Chip and Hunter, just like I am, we're ready to kick this thing off. So, y'all can give us the countdown, and we'll see y'all when the show starts. done the hard part this is the fun part coming up i want you to go out there and play and hit the field confident that we are the best football team in america by now you know bobby bowden lived 91 difference making years that he is the second winningest coach in major college football history and might have won more than two national championships if not for wide rights and wide lefts what you might not know but should is that Bowden left behind a breadcrumb trail of kindness during his long life. His home address and phone number were listed in the Tallahassee directory, just in case, he said, a friend or former player needed to reach him. You should know that he took lunchtime naps, but only because he had been up since 4 a.m. reading his Bible and sending letters of appreciation to opposing schools. You should know that you his only me. vice was chewing on an unlit cigar or stuffing a wad of in his mouth while on the practice tower. On occasion, he might accidentally swear that his go-to word was quintessential Bowden. Get it out, go to the with that gumball. I like him, and I like his family. You should know that he cared about his players more than his statue, that he drank soda pops with peanuts dropped to the bottom of the bottle, that he once slept on the shoulder of a sports reporter while sitting in the back of a speeding Florida Highway Patrol cruiser. I know this because the reporter was me. You should know that he signed anything dropped off by anyone at the FSU football offices. That he encouraged his coaches to bring their kids to work. That he had a soft spot for military history. You should know that he was sneaky competitive, loyal almost to a fault. That he was civil and gracious, even when Florida State unceremoniously forced him out in 2009. Nothing lasts forever, does it? But I've had some wonderful years here at Florida State. Bowden couldn't last forever, but his legacy will. And gum, that's the least we can do for him. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of True Knowles Talk. This is a special one for us. As we honor Bobby Bowden, uh, passed away a year ago and really touched many of our hearts. And really, like I put in the Facebook group, he's the reason – majority of us are Seminoles. Mm-hmm. Yes. The reason that we are, you know, we came to Doke. So first and foremost, you know, we're going to, I'm going to let Chip uh, introduce some of the guests and then uh, I'm going to introduce some 
and then we'll go on from there. Chip, you want to introduce them? Yes. Um, on our top uh, left-hand corner, we have the daughter of assistant head coach Chuck Amato, Selena Amato. To the right Thank you corner, for having me. We have Seminole alumni, big Tony Yeoman. And then the the bottom middle, we have former Noel wide receiver, number 83, but number one in your hearts, Burt Reed. <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's great to have you guys here tonight. You know, um, it's something we've been talking about for a long time, and we're we're glad that things were able to come together. Um, it's not every day that you get to to meet and talk to the people who have built and helped build, you know, the uh, the football program that you love to go watch on Saturdays. And it's it's just really neat to finally get to talk to y'all, and we hope to do it some more. Yeah. In the intro, you know, Bobby mentioned – you know, he encouraged coaches to bring, you know, their kids to, you know, to practice to the facility and all that. And, Chip, I mean, you pulled the rabbit out of the hat and actually got one of the kids that was there. Wow. So, I mean, <laughs> Selena. Yeah, well. Growing up around Dope Campbell Stadium. Uh -huh. So, I mean, what was it like growing up around that area and around that football field? Um. We were we were so blessed. Uh, we didn't realize how great we had it because that was just for us the norm. What we just did, and that's that was our lifestyle. Uh, as a, a girl, my sister and I weren't running around on the fields like the guys, the sons were, which was probably smart. <laughs> uh, we probably would have not paid attention and gotten hurt, but. Um, being in there, it was very important that Coach Bowden, like he implemented family night during football season because our dads were, they put in long hours. They were gone, you know, grading film and practice and recruiting in the off season. So we would go every Wednesday night and we would have family night with all the football players and the coaches and the wives and the kids. And that's how we grew up. So during the football season, once a week, we, we would all come together and we were a family. Like we were a true football family with the coaching staff and the kids and the wives. And just, we were all there for so many years. Um, my sister and I started off when we were like four or five years old and went all the way through college. So, and a lot of the other families were there for a very long time. We just all grew up together and with the players. It was, it was incredible. Yeah. I, I mean, I know before the show started, we was all, you know, just talking and all that. And you could really feel the fan atmosphere that was inside Doak and at, you know, at Florida State. Just by the way, y'all three, you know, Bert, Tony, Selena, how y'all interacted, you know, just it was, it was like old times. Y'all just me, Chip and Hunter, we just sat back and I think we all had that that moment, you know, where we read off. Yeah. So, I mean, Hunter, do you got any uh, or Chip? We'll let Chip. Chip, you got any questions for either one of the uh, or any of the guests? You know, uh, Selena, when I approached you to do this, you and I have known each other for over 20 years. 
Um, I probably hadn't seen you in about 15, but you know, <laughs> just what, just when I reached out to you, it was like, it was like no time was missed whatsoever. Um, mm -hmm. what is your greatest memory of growing up in the program and just being around coach Bowden? Gosh, it's, I, I look back and I tell people that we were living the dream and we didn't even know it. Um, Coach Bowden, you know, it was God, family, and football. And just genuine, that's just how he was. And what you saw is what you got. Um, he created such a loving and caring atmosphere. And he was, you know, a dad. Um, he was a family member. He was someone you could go to, anyone could go to, and then very spiritual. Um, he had an open-door policy for the players. But just just the love and the heart and soul you felt when you were around him, you know, he was always, always that way, always genuine. And he was always just that way. And to know that is such a blessing because like I said, we were living the dream and we didn't realize it, but looking back, wow, it was, yeah. I got a question and this is just me, honestly. And then, what was it like walking into that living room and seeing Bobby Bowden sitting in your living room? <laughs> you know, on that re on that recruiting trip. Oh, I, that's yeah. something I, I've I've got to know. I've got to know that one. Bert, Bert, you want to do this first? Or you want me to do it? Uh, you you go first, Tony. I got a good story too. It's crazy. It, it was go, you go. So so I'm from South Georgia. I'm. I've never been out of state of Georgia growing up. So wow. my my visit, my five visits, we had five visits back then. I visited Southern Cal, Notre Dame, Nebraska, uh, Georgia, and was supposed to go to Michigan. And I canceled the trip because it was too cold. And Gene McDowell <laughs> called me and said, come to Florida State. So I went to Florida State. After I went to Southern Cal, well, you know, Dave Wonstadt, who coached the Cowboys, he recruited me for Southern Cal. And uh, I went to Southern Cal, and I was, I was in amazement. You know, an 18-year-old kid from South Georgia never been – I committed to him. I was going to Southern Cal. And uh, I was going. I was going to Los Angeles. Now, I, I'd have been a fish out of water, trust me. And uh, <laughs> Coach, Coach Bowden flew into Jessup, Georgia, and the airport runway was about too short for him to land in. And uh, – he met me, me and my grandma, and we went out to dinner, and met my uncle, and it I, I, it was over with. The hell with Georgia, the hell with Georgia, the hell with Southern Cal. I was going to play for Coach Bell. And you got to remember, everybody from my hometown, we had like eight people at one time start at the University of Georgia. You, you go back to Lindsey Scott, the Pipkins, all them. Everybody from my hometown was Georgia fans, and. uh so I, I changed it, and everybody hated me when I went to Florida State. But, you know, back when we played, Georgia was terrible, and now everybody was a Florida State fan. But when Coach Bowden talks to your, your mama or your grandma, it's over with. It's, it's a done deal. I mean, and and I, I just love him. I miss him, and he made me the man I am. Tony, I got a question for you. What do you feel like was the, the number one lesson, so to speak, that – 
Coach Bowden taught you not only as a football player, but as, like you said, him building you up to be the man that you are today? Be yourself, trust in God, and be the best man you can for your family and your kids. Uh, he's, he's the reason I went – he's the reason I coach football. Wow. Uh, uh, I coach, I've, I've coached high school football. I've coached college football. And I told I tell this story sometime when I talk to FCA, FCA groups. I got my first full-time offensive line job, office coordinator job at North Texas when I was 25 years old. I was the youngest offensive coordinator at 1AA football at the time. And I was sitting in my office one day, and the secretary wrote me my letter. It was a letter from Coach Bowden. And he said, I'm proud of you, son. I love you. And, 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 and what's funny was in the letter it said, is that seafood restaurant still open? I mean, you ate at when I, when I recruited you. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> oh, man. And the last thing I remember about Coach Bowden, he spoke at Wakulla County SCA probably three years ago. And Kaz McCord went and picked him up and brought him up here. And he was real feeble back then. He said, he said, I took care of you. You're going to take care of me now. I said, yes, sir. So I walked him up the stage. Walked him back to his table, and I cried. I mean, that was my coach. I mean, I mean, his doors always open. I mean, that's somebody you would you would die for. And we and, and Bert, tell you, we we would die for him. Yeah, yeah. You have a special you have a special relationship with your head coach and your position coach and the guy you, you GA under. I GA under Chuck, and I love Chuck. And Wally Burnham recruited me. I love all of them. Yeah. Yeah, Tony, I got a question. Well, Mark, I mean, how was it for you? Oh, I'm sorry. Hey, uh, Tony, oh, that's, yeah. I get I get the chills listening to that, Tony. I mean, because everything you said, and even Selena, the way you explained Coach Bowden, it's like to the T as far as how genuine. And I think that's what made Florida State, Florida State is, was it was family, faith, and, and football. And it, we, that program really, was was establishing that was the core of the program and and it lasted forever because he put it in us like uh just the way you talk about him tony it's wild my story with coach bowden uh uh i had coach andrews at my school earlier that day and i knew that coach bowden would be coming to my house and i i, I didn't really think how big it would be i remember being probably like six, six seven eighth grade coach bowden going to uh, one of the the golf courses out the beach to talk to some people and my teacher bringing me back a ball to sign and I and that's how I kind of knew how big he was but uh so coach Andrew told me that that he was going to be there later they were going to come over I didn't know what time so I get home from practice probably 5 5 30 and I I live right outside of the projects uh in this little this little triplex type community and uh and uh <laughs> My, 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 my little sister runs in and told me somebody was here. Somebody was here. And because uh, all the kids started to g gather around his car. And uh, so my mom's cooking fried chicken. Uh, it smells like fried chicken. She's nervous. Uh, she knows who's Coach Biden is. I'm not necessarily nervous because uh, at the time I was committed to Florida still. And uh, God bless you. Yeah, right, right, man. It's crazy. That's a whole story in itself. <laughs> Coach Andrews did a great job with me on just just as a commitment as a recruit. He did he did a great job uh, just sticking with me. And so Coach Bowden comes in. He's smelling chicken. First thing he asks is, can, "Can he get a can he get a plate?" And uh, so, I mean, that just broke the ice. Uh, it it just broke the ice. Uh, so he gets a plate. 
he eats uh he eats the other coaches uh, we had coach fisher there coach Dossie there and coach uh andrews there and so uh they're talking to me but uh just like like you said tony it's the the how if he talks to your parents or your grandparents it, it's really almost over because he I, I i just don't know what it is you really don't see many people like that or coaches that they can just speak to and it might be just the genuine how genuine he is but uh yeah, my whole family was sold, and uh, and now it was just on me because I was still committed to other other school, and this man just gave me no reason not to come to his school because he's gonna take care of and make and make me a man, and that's what my family really cared about most was making me a man. They didn't really care about school or the football, which what I cared about most. Uh, they just cared about he's gonna make me a man, and he was genuine, and uh, it kind of made me a celebrity. I already had some notoriety, but bringing bringing Coach Bowden to that neighborhood, like people still remember it to this day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Bird, I got a question for you. <clears throat> Excuse me. Listen. How long after Coach Bowden was at your house and talked to your family and ate that chicken, how long did it take you to say, you know what, I'm decommitting from Florida, I'm coming to Florida State, go Knowles? How long did that take? It didn't, Tony, I mean, honey, it didn't happen to me like that. It, uh, my family were, my family, they were all sold. Uh, I wasn't, I, I understood the transition that the school was going through. Uh, I didn't really, I wasn't sold yet. So it took me, something else happened, uh, throughout the recruiting process that made me change courses and, uh, go ahead with Florida State. But everybody else was sold and, I just wasn't uh, not because he wasn't a great person or, or he, you can tell he was an icon legendary all his words people held, held on to and uh, they were all so important all his words uh, and my, my stepdad loved it more than anyone you know he just uh, like every word he was just <laughs> he couldn't wait for whatever him to say whatever but uh, it didn't happen for me till the end of the recruiting process that I switched and decided to, to go to Florida State okay Bert, you Tony, and I, got, you and go I ahead, Chip. for a long time, I coached you, uh, you and your brother, Andre. Yeah. And you caused me to have to go ice my arm a lot of nights because I. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, Chip, we got it. We got a long history, man. I didn't I, honestly then I didn't know your history. I didn't know how much you love Florida State and your love for Florida State. And, and uh, but. You as I don't I didn't know where you at first I didn't know where you came from but you spent a lot of time man just personal time with with me uh, so when you asked me to do this uh, mm-hmm. it was it was no question uh, not just for the no family but for you as well man and I love what you guys are doing building this community and uh, just keeping the excitement going around Florida State it's important yes yeah uh, Tony I got a question yes sir. You was at Florida State from, I believe, what was it, 85 through, was it 89, 90? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. I want to know what everybody's reaction was when Bowden said in Clemson, we're going with the punt rooski. <laughs> because I've seen the videos of how he explains it afterwards. And there. If I was a media person in there asking them questions because the way he done it. Well, you know what's funny is none of us on the offense knew, knew, knew nothing about the punt rooster. Because we were, we were there with McDuffie 
practicing and they're doing special teams. We had no idea what they were doing. And, and another funny story is, so when Dion run his, run his punt back, me and Tomlin and all, we're standing on the sideline, get ready to go into the offense, and Dion walks over to us and says, hey, boys, y'all wait a minute. It's Christmas. You fit to get something, you don't wait fit to get. And that's when he took the punt back. <laughs> and that was a lot. It was awesome. But then uh, we knew nothing about a punt rescue until we see Leroy run down the sideline. <laughs> we're like, what's going on? Because McDuffie was chewing us out because somebody missed a block and it started to drive. And we had no idea what was going on. We, we'd never seen the play, knew nothing about it. And, and we were bewildered like everybody else. All we knew was we was on the five-yard line to beat Clemson. That's all we knew about. Wow. Well, guys, we're going to switch to a video that uh, Jared Moon sent us real quick, and then we'll be right back. Um, be back in just about. He didn't really talk football at all. He, he talked about me, my family, Coach Scroggins, you know, Bay High School. He loved Panama City. You know, they have a place here, and their family comes down here every summer. Um, and nothing we talked about was football. You know, he wanted to get to know me as a person uh, and, and sort of, uh, you know, what type of character I had and, and just shared some things with me. And, you know, I found myself in this sort of Norman Rockwell painting moment where I'm sitting on the floor looking up at Coach Bowden uh, sitting in a chair just having a conversation. And it was just very interesting. Um, but that's what really won me over to Florida State. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, it, it, we're, we're all here because of Bobby. And, right. Yes, sir. You know, the one thing in the very first part of his faith, family, football. And I just want to know, and we'll start with Selena. How, I mean, the man woke up at 4 o'clock in the morning to do Bible study in his mm -hmm. house. You know, he took noon you know around noon naps because he done that how important was the faith and where y'all was going to spend you know y'all's y'all's eternal life how much important was that other than the product on the field the field at times to the players and the families that was so big and and that was his first and foremost um subject matter all the time that's where his heart was and that's what created everything that's what created the football family that we are today and like you know tony's here and he's older than me and knows me from when i was younger and bert's here and i'm older than him and i knew him when he was younger but it doesn't matter because we all grew up under coach bowden and we all were, were raised and one since or, or another under his legacy and his beliefs and his spirituality and that's the core that brought everybody together and that solidified um what started everything and and how the days started and the practices were running all that stuff um also once a year he would bring the whole team to a church <laughs> yeah. um and was it once a year or twice was it twice a year or once a year once we a year, once. Okay, once a year. Um, and we, I grew up in the Catholic Church, and wow, I remember them reserving all those pews <laughs> for when the whole team would come in. And <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that that alone, it was it was really cool because some of those kids had never gone to church or weren't more familiar with it, and it was just to kind of let people get familiarized with that 
aspect. And um, it, it, as a family member, it was just neat to see him follow through with that because I know he would talk about that on his recruiting trips with the families and, and that was part of the things that people really loved about him was that. So that was, that was everything and that's what made it what it is. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Bert, what about you? I mean, how important was it? And you were there during really that end of Bobby tenure to the trans. I got the last bit of that was towards that the still, end. You know, yeah, you was there towards the end of the, the Bobby Bowden time yeah. to the Jimbo time. Yeah. Was, yeah. I mean, how important was that that through that time you were there? Uh, first of all, he wanted to make sure that it was still part of, even though we were in a transition point part in the program, he still wanted to make sure that he implemented faith in football, uh, not just football. And, uh, it seemed like it's just looking back at it. And I find that being able to be coached by both of those coaches, it was, polar opposites in a sense, but they were good, both good coaches. But, uh, and you look at coaches nowadays, it's like faith is not even a recruiting tool, you know, and he used it as a recruiting tool. And like Selena said, he backed it up and he wasn't afraid to put it on you. He wasn't afraid to let you get familiar with your faith. And, uh, he followed through with him being a man of God and him showing you more about football. That was coach Bowden his whole play was more about football. So it never, it never stopped, you know, throughout his career, he was still all about football. I mean, all about faith and what happens after football, which is, it's beautiful to me. I mean, it's tough to do and be good. So, and you, Tony, probably know that as a coach to, to be able to talk about that and make that a focus, but also be a good football team at the same time. And uh, he did a great job at that. That's why he's a legend. Yeah. Tony, um, you were there in the eighties and there was, you know, I, I've been following Florida State for quite a while. And it's back to the future segment. And uh, we, we ain't done yet. We, we kind of put it on pause. But Coach Rick, who coached at Georgia, coached at Miami, he's been on record as saying that there was a, you know, and I'm not going to go into detail, but the passing of Pablo. I, mean, um, I remember in a meeting. I, we had an open yeah. date. We had an open date. And I had went home to Georgia, and uh, me and my girlfriend was eating in a restaurant, and it came on ESPN, and uh, I was, I started crying. Oh, I mean, he played tackle next to me. I was crying, and uh, I got a phone call from uh, one of the secretaries said, "Coach, call a meeting. Y'all need, y'all need get, you need to get back." So we're all sitting there crying. We don't know what's going on, and. Uh, Coach come and talk to us, and uh, I, I mean, people understand Pablo would have been a first-round draft pick. He was 6'6", 300 pounds back in 1986. That's unheard of. It, it's not like today. And I played with Pat Tomer, played with the Colts for years, who was 6'5", 300. But, I mean, it's like I tell somebody, people nowadays my size, 6'2", 280, 290, we'd be – We'd be lucky to get one double layoff, but Pablo was Pablo was a freak. I mean, athletic wise and everything. And uh, 
Guy killed him with a shotgun, and uh, I was sitting next to Fred Jones, who was his best friend from Miami. We didn't know what to do. We played North Carolina next week and tied them, and and uh, everybody went. It was a bad situation, but Coach Bowden said, "Always believe in your faith. Always believe in your faith." And he was always there. He was always there for all of us, you know. And and Bert 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 though, he was like a daddy to us that some of us never had. My dad walked out on me when I was three months old. I never had a wow. dad. Yeah. And I mean, Coach like was like a dad to me. Him and McDuffie and, and Wally. I mean. They were like my dads, you know, but coach's door is always open. A perfect example was my grandma was diagnosed with cancer uh, my sophomore year. My first year starting was a redshirt freshman. My sophomore year, grandma got diagnosed with cancer. So I told coach, I said, and I told him, I got to go home. And he said, go and come back when you need to. So I was was gone for like five weeks and I run lifted in Jessup, but, uh, I was coming back that that weekend, and Grandma said, don't leave. So I called Coach Bowden and said, Coach, it's time. He said, call me when it happens, and I'll be there. And I called Coach. Grandma passed away on Sunday, and I called Coach. And he was at her – he came to her funeral. Yeah. I mean, that's the kind of guy he is. And I, I get a little emotional talking about him because – and, and Bert knows, we, we all play with guys that never had daddy. He, he was the closest thing to a daddy we ever had. You know, if we had problems, we'd go talk to him. And he would listen, and he would pray with you, but he would, uh, he was there for us. Yeah. And just to say, like, to, to, to keep follow up with that, it's like uh, I had so many talks with him before – before the, like, uh, just just talking to him, and when he when he talks about the open door policy, I know a lot of people say it, but a lot of people don't uh, follow up on it because you don't the coach or the the person above that's saying they have an open door policy, they don't really act like it, and uh, he would literally leave his door open, and he he his office was right when you come into the coaches coaches the second floor and it was straight ahead so you didn't have the other coaches didn't know if you were coming to talk to coach Bowden and I was in a transition point where it was almost like two coaching staffs we had coach Amato's staff and we had coach Fisher's staff mm-hmm. and Bobby was over over all of them um and so I was having problems with coach Fisher in the in the on the offensive side and I was having problems just my whole freshman year I was just having a lot of problems and uh if you, if you guys don't mind, I remember having – when you asked me about this, Chip, I had a moment, my main moment that uh, that is Coach Bowden to me. Um, we just had got in the brawl against a fraternity. It's all over the news. We're, we're embarrassed in the school. We're on the ticker. Uh, I'm getting, I'm getting uh, reprimanded by everybody, uh, Coach Fisher, everybody. Uh, and this is this is everybody knows about Coach Bowden's th- three strike rule, you know. And he 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 had a it was a legit three strike rule. And uh, this is my third strike, so I'm only I'm only a sophomore, and this is my third strike. Because uh, we were in some trouble before, and I missed a couple classes that I was a strike. Uh, and then a couple the fight was a, the final straw, and he he brings me in there, and I'm I'm a sophomore, and I'm I'm thinking I'm go- I'm 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 gone, I'm getting kicked out of school. 
And uh, I remember just looking over the stadium because that's where his office was situated over the over the stadium. And uh, he tells me, he talks to me, and he just tells me, I think I think you're gonna do good with a little pressure on you. So you got pressure on you now. But he says, uh, I'm gonna give you another chance. And I and I literally, he said, I'm gonna get. This is when I felt that father deal. Uh, Tony, what you're saying? He, he says, I'm gonna give you another chance. I'm not gonna give up on you because I feel like you're gonna be good with the pressure, under pressure. And uh, to this day, I get. I carry like just because he saw that in me that I was good with the pressure, even though I still caused myself pressure. But I had I had three years to go, and I had three strikes, so I couldn't get in trouble anymore. I've had got in all this trouble. I'm thinking, how am I not going to get in trouble? And uh, he says, I I believe in you're good with pressure on. And uh, ever since then, from the moments that uh, even when Coach Fisher was calling the plays, Coach Bobby knew when the pressure was on go to 83 or, or call 83. And we had that relationship from that moment. And I finished and I finished school, I finished college, but I just remember that moment, like my, like him just telling me, you, you're good with pressure on you. Uh, and, uh, and let me stay in school. And uh, it was, it was different. It was, it was a big moment for me. And I felt like, yeah, that's just one of the moments I, it just touched me still thinking about it. Questions? Yeah, Bird, I remember I remember that incident you're talking about. And I remember there being a, a radio show that used to come on called Southern Sports Tonight. And I remember they were bashing you. And yeah. I remember I called in and I said, listen, I know this kid personally. And I said, you've got him all wrong. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. And Chip, I, I, I honestly was just standing up for one of my teammates. It was a family, and I was standing up for my teammates, and it caused a whole big deal. I know he got cut out or something, but uh, but yeah, I was just standing up for my, my roommate, and uh, it, it caused a big deal, and it got blown out of proportion and, and went the other way. But uh, yeah, man, I, 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 I was more or so embarrassed to the the embarrassment I caused the, the school rather than myself, you know. So because I and that's when I understood that this it's bigger than me. It's bigger than. It's a lot bigger than me when it comes to to Florida State, you know, and that's what I love about this community. Uh, still being in the Florida area, especially North Florida, it's still it's big. It's a big deal growing up a Florida State fan and uh and being a part of that tradition. Even you guys as fans, it's, we all got our parts to do. And so I was slipping, man. But uh, Coach Bowden sat me down and talked to me, and it, it just changed my whole mentality about where I was going, college football, how I was going to handle it. It's, it's, it was just no more plan, but he gave me the opportunity because I was supposed to be done, man. Yeah, and it uh, for me personally, you know, just to hear Selena and you, Tony, and Bert talk, it's amazing to me how to, how parallel everyone's stories are. <laughs> so you know, true. It, yeah, it, it goes to show how consistent and, you know, how Bobby was as, as a coach and as a man that he didn't change up. You know, he, he found what worked and what worked best for him and his, his student athletes and his quote-unquote sons and stuck with it, you know, and I, I think that that really, really helped a lot that nothing changed and you, you knew the foundation that was being built when you came there and how it was going to be with Bobby. All right. No um, question. I mean, well, I mean it, it, coach, coach is black and white. This is how it's going to be. This is what you're going to do. You're going to do right. There's only one way to do it. And that's do right. That's what I teach my players. There's one way to do it. And that's do right. And <laughs> that's a good one. You, you, give, you, do, you do right. But, you know, he, he, he talked to us one day, you know, there's no such thing as a free lunch. Somebody's got to pay for it. I remember we got beat Miami. We were ranked number one in the country my junior year. And Selena remember this. 
We got beat 31 nothing by Miami. We got drilled. We got massacred. And we went to that meeting that Sunday, and we knew it was going to be bad. He walked, there, he, walked, he walked there in the front of the meeting. He said, you know what, boys? What's, what, what happened yesterday is over with. He said, but somebody's going to have to pay for, for what happened last night. And it's going to be all this week because there's no free lunches. And we caught hell all week long. But we won, we won the next 12 in a row. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it worked. Yeah. Hey, hey. USA Prime Credit, tell Peggy your problem. Hey, Peggy, I got five dadgum charges here for Miss Priss's Cat Emporium. Dadgum? Now, Peggy, tell me, do, do I sound like a man who'd have five dadgum charges at a Miss Priss's Cat Emporium? You break up. Call back next week. I'm not too old to find you, son. Want better customer service? Switch to Discover and get the help you need the first time you call. It pays to Discover. The Measure of a Man. Not how did he die, but how did he live? Not what did he gain, but what did he give? These are the things that measure the worth of a man as a man, regardless of birth. Bobby Bowden brought an attitude to Tallahassee. His teams took on absolutely anybody anytime, anywhere. And as a result, he built one of the premier programs in all of college football. Leroy Butler, Corey Sawyer, Corey Simon, Andre Wadsworth, Raynard Wilson, Marvin Jones, Warwick Dunn, Terrell Buckley, Derek Brooks, Peter Warwick, Ron Simmons, Chris Winkie, Deion Sanders, Heisman Trophy winner, Charlie Ward. These are just a few of the players Bowden brought to Tallahassee. And those 1990 through 1999 games against Florida were epic, with both teams ranking in the top 10 in every single contest, including two bowl games, one for a national championship. It seemed for a while like Bowden wasn't going to be able to get over the hump, particularly against Miami. But Bowden's faith remained strong, and he was able to transition that faith to his players, who he clearly prioritized above the game. Doggone right I did. I'm concerned about where my players spend eternity, you know? Well, I'm in the back of the room listening, and I'm like, I know where I'd spend it. It's not a good place. And that night I said, I'm going to go see Coach in the morning. He said, Coach, what were you talking about in there? I, said, I never heard that, about eternal life and about what's on the other side after you die. I had my mother's Bible on the desk, and I took that Bible, and I read to him what he had to do to be saved. You know, I basically prayed to receive Christ right there in his office and literally changed my life significantly. Bowden got his national championship. But the measure of a man? Not what did the sketch in the newspaper say, but how many were sorry when he passed away. These are the things that measure the worth of a man as a man, 
regardless of birth. Uh, hey, I don't want to interrupt, but we have somebody special on the phone right now. We have uh, Coach Chuck Amato, who served under Coach Bowden. And uh, he's going to have his daughter, Selena, on. And, uh, of course, Tony and Bert. Coach uh, Coach Amato, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing fine, thank you. How about I'm listening? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I, well said, uh, he, he's a special man. He... Uh, uh, I don't even know how to say this, but I'm trying, you know, I, I remember I was up at, at uh, North Carolina State, and he, when I, when I went up there to be the head coach, two days later he called me, wanted me to come back. I said, uh, Coach, I appreciate that. And, uh, but uh, I've got I've got your uh, blueprint of what you we've been doing here for the last you know <laughs> so many years. And, uh, if it works up here, now the biggest difference are the players. And uh, but uh, obviously we didn't have the players that Florida State had. I think they went, what was it, 14 years, uh, ranked number four or higher. Yes, sir. Every, every, you know, all 14 years. That will never be broken. Uh, and, and I think it was when his daughter, uh, his daughter's, uh, and his, her husband had gotten an accident on the way home from maybe Thanksgiving to drive from, uh, Tallahassee to uh, Panama City, and they had a little boy. Uh, maybe you can remember that and fold in. Uh, but he got in an accident. And uh, I, I hope I have this correct, because it's something that you know, I don't want to talk about. But I I, got, I went to a friend of mine who was a big booster here, and I said, can you get me Somebody that's got his own private plane, and I want to fly down to uh, right outside of Panama City. They're having a, a memorial for Coach Bowden and and uh, losing his son, his grandson, and son-in-law. And yeah. uh, mm-hmm. and they they did. I I flew in there. There's a little airport out there, and, and I had a, a car that I drove. There and I was up. And when he, uh, when he went, uh, when it was over, now during it, he, the, the, the casket was on the, the altar, like, you know, right in front of him, or to the side of him. And he said, and uh, it, I, I couldn't, I, I'll never forget. Because when I die, Put me in a casket here. I he said, and then he pointed up to heaven. Because I'm going to be up in heaven. He goes, and uh, 
so when I kind of, when it was over and everybody was getting in the line to go, you know, their condolences and this, and our people saw me and they would let me go ahead of them. And, and it was probably in all the years that I was there, and I spent 20 years of my life in Tallahassee, brother. Yeah. The predominant reason was Bobby Bowden. Uh, uh, he he uh, he, he uh, uh, saw me coming, and it's the first time I ever saw him cry. Wow. Hey, Dad, your phone is breaking up. I can't now, so stay right where you're at. <laughs> you gotta be a daughter to tell her. I think it was a Georgia Southern game, Chuck. <laughs> huh? I think it was a Georgia Southern game. <laughs> Tony yeah. said he thought it was a Georgia Southern game. It could have been. It, have been. <laughs> <laughs> it very well could have been. But, you know, it, it can, I don't know who all was there, but it, I bet you there's a bunch of them, and I was another bunch of listening to it. Uh, on the telephones, uh, 
he was just, when he said, when he went into the home and said, I'm going to be his father, yes. the, the recruits away from home. And, yeah. and as somebody did say, he meant it. Mm-hmm. If you have when we would, we had a thing that we would go through before two-day practice started, and we would cover everything that could go wrong, games we're going to play, this, that, and whatever. And uh, and when it, when it was finished, we, we all knew what the plan was and how we were going to go about doing it. And, and uh, 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 again, uh, I just, and I've used the word I too much. I, I just wouldn't have been the kind of man I was or I am until this very day. I go, to, I go to Mass every day. And a lot had to do. Not that I wasn't a, a, a man that, or a kid that went to church just on Sundays. Uh, but I just started to go and uh, I just feel by doing that, the day is going to be easier. And, you know, you, you hear and read all the Gospels and, 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 and the different uh, Bibles and all this other stuff. But uh, he taught us to be friends to everybody. And, and if you, you don't need to talk about people. You just need to be their best friends. And that's the way the team was. Yep. You know, the, the, the offensive tackle was a friend to uh, the, the safety and and so on and so forth. They don't, weren't just Amen. a group to here and there. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, I, 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 like I say, I, I just, uh, I couldn't imagine have gone through this without it because I was out in Arizona before I came to Florida State and he, uh, he, I, uh, Coach Jack Stem had me uh, went and meet with him and to see if I would want to go there and uh, and I, I said Coach uh, we're going to go home I was here with another coach from Arizona and uh, uh, can you call me on Monday uh, I, I don't want the people back there to know until I talk to our head coach it was Larry Smith, because uh, I've saw, seen too many coaches just leave, you know, and they say, well, why can the coaches leave and the players can't leave? Uh, was always a big thing, and there's a lot of truth to it. But we, I was there all those years, and I don't, I don't know if we only lost three or four at the most coaches in all those years. Mm-hmm. And it was because of him. Because, of that. okay, these people here over here might get me a little bit more money, but uh, is that really going to help me become a head coach? Because, really? again, I remember, Mark, when, when uh, uh, we played in a bowl game in uh, we, what I'm saying, we, uh, NC State in, in uh Short Lauderdale, it was a new bowl game. And uh, the next week, I stayed down in, in uh, Fort Lauderdale. Because I had recruited 
South Florida. Uh, all the years I was there, and, and uh, uh, I, I went by and I, I, I called him. And I said, "Coach, can I come by and watch practice?" And he said, "Well, of course you can." I said, "Well, some of the coaches uh, 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 think that I'm going to be looking, but I, I know what you're going to do." Practice. So he did. And Mark Rick came over to me and says, "Chuck, can we sit down and talk someday?" I mean, he's done a good job up there at NC State, and uh, uh, maybe you could help me when I, because he was going to go to Georgia after that game was played, if I remember correctly. And uh, I said, well, of course, Mark. So we, when, when, when practice was over, and we, he and I met, and uh, I said, you know what, Mark, I'll make this real easy. I said, you were there. You know what we did. I says, and the best thing I can tell you, and the easiest thing, is to just follow what we he taught us at Florida State and how he taught us. He would say, "Look, if you can't, I'm not. I'm not going to help you out on certain things, but if, if somebody, some uh, uh, player, uh, is doing things wrong and." You can't get it, then bring it to me, and and we'll we'll talk about it together. And it was always a together thing. Uh, and the kids love it. See, the players see that. The, the players see the love, and it is the love that everybody had for everybody else. Uh, and again, that comes from Coach Bell. Uh, yeah. uh, I just I can't believe. Uh, did I see? Did I see somewhere that Coach Bowden passed away about a year ago, either yesterday or today? Year ago yesterday, Coach. Huh? Yeah. Year ago yesterday. A year ago yesterday. Yes, sir. Yes. And it's it just it just doesn't seem that long. It doesn't seem that you can be at Florida State and not be around him. Uh, uh, and uh, so I don't know if there's anything you want to ask to me or whatever, but I've talked an awful lot. And, and the <laughs> biggest thing is, I'll be back. I, I mean, you know, coaches would come in and they all told the parents that they were going to uh, uh, be the, the, a father to the kid. And I would get, and I learned this from Coach Bowden. When I went into a home, uh, as much as I could get him to come with me, because every coach wanted him to go into the, a young man's home, uh, and I would bring him in there, but I would also bring a, a high school coach in with me. And I would tell the high school coach, you tell the parents, well, uh, what, how, how, how much they can trust that man and those uh, assistant coaches that are in here with him. And uh, coming from a coach that coached the kids in high school, junior high school, high school, whatever you want to call it, that, that, those parents know them more than they knew a coach that walked into the house one time. You know, and uh, it was something that we, uh, we learned. And I know I learned. And that's, that's one reason that uh, we were able to 
do as good as we could. I, I, I tell people that uh, uh, the kids at NC State, uh, Fort Florida State, was the rival team. They, 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 they didn't think that North Carolina was the rival team. They thought Florida State was the who was it that said that first game that one year that we uh, we uh, played Miami and they beat us thirty one or thirty to nothing? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a bad beat. That was a bad beat on that Sunday, Chuck. Oh, that was a bad beat. But anything you want to ask? I, I told I, I told I, I told him that story, Chuck. What Coach Bowden told us. Somebody had to pay for it, and it's going to be us that week. Oh. I remember listening to it. You know, when you heard him speak <laughs> in, in, in the locker room after the game, it was it was it was always <laughs> always good. Whether we won, lost, or whatever. Uh, but uh, uh, I appreciate you uh, asking me to speak about him. I could talk about him all, all day. And all yeah. night because uh, when you get one story, it leads to another story, and it leads to another story right on down the list. Just like the thing with Pablo Lopez. You know, I recruited Pablo, and he was best friend with Fred Jones, who was the big linebacker. And his his kid brother ended up, uh, and Coach Bowden even said it. Everybody said that uh, Brooke was the best linebacker. I talked to him one time. He says, I think uh, Fred Jones' kid brothers, mm -hmm. I can't remember his first name. Uh, uh, one of you guys in there can remind me of what. Uh, of the Marvin. Marvin Shatry. Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones. Because he left, and I think he had two years left to play when he left wow. the NFL. And I told him, I said, listen, Marvin. We need to stay another year, at least. Because you're, you're playing against people your age right now. And you're so so good that it overwhelms them. But you go up in the NFL as a rookie, and you're playing with guys that have been there that are uh, 29, 30, 32 years old. And, and uh, uh, they're going to... They're going to hurt you. <laughs> and got hurt. Uh, he, he got hurt and it hurt his career because he was a phenomenal, phenomenal athlete. And I believe it was South Miami High School. Uh, it was uh, uh, where uh, Pablo and Fred went. And, uh, and the coaches knew because they hurt. You know, like I say, all coaches go get them home. Uh, but when he walked into the home, I think one time we, we were we were there, and uh, uh, I forget who the player was that we were going to see. And I wanted to get in the line. It's seven o'clock in the morning to be one of the first coaches in there to see him on a certain day. And uh, so it was. I think it was. Uh, might have been Tommy, or was the, uh, there was a coach in there. Uh, or maybe, no, it was uh, Kerry. 
Jerry was in there speaking to a kid. So when we walked in the door, uh, I remember Coach Bowden saying, uh, he introduced himself, I'm the, I'm the original and the real Coach Scott, not him. <laughs> <laughs> not him. Uh, but uh, the, the whole family, uh, it, it was a family thing. The whole family was so, so good. Uh, and we, everybody misses him. I can't believe it's been a year. I remember when we drove to his funeral from Raleigh. Mm-hmm. We left at 9 o'clock at night and drove all night. And we stayed with Selena. We stayed with Selena. And then we went. And it was a great way, the way to have it all set up and people talk. But uh, there'll never be another one. No, sir. No. You know, Coach Amato, when uh, when uh, me, Jeff, and Hunter talked about doing this show, I'll be honest with you, you and your daughter were the first ones that popped in my head because I knew I knew Selena had grown up in the program, in the program. and I know you were Coach Bowden's right-hand man for a many years. Oh, hey, well, that's what he says. I heard him <laughs> say without... If he wasn't here, I would have retired a long time ago, and I, I would laugh. I remember that one time, uh, my office was right next to his. All right, when he'd come in, he'd, he'd go downstairs, he'd go into all the secretaries that were in, you know, uh, getting ready to go to work, and get in the elevator, come upstairs, go by you know, uh, uh, his secretary, and, uh, and he said to him, uh, uh, you know, uh, Coach, uh, one day I said, I got something I need to tell you. And uh, uh, well, he said, before you do, I got something I need to tell you. So it's come to my office. And he gave me a raise, and he gave me a new title. He gave me a title that I was going to be the associate head coach and, uh, at Florida State. And they gave me a raise in salary. And I remember calling my parents, and they were – uh, when we, I grew up in a little town in eastern Pennsylvania uh, where Larry Holmes was from, the boxer. But uh, uh, I, I uh, uh, went in there and, and I said, Coach, I've never talked about this, about money before. So I called, when he gave me that ring, I called my, my mom and she said, well, well, why, did he, why did he give you a, a raise and why did he give you a, 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 a a jumping salary. I said, I don't know, but uh, if, uh, if you want to find out, you call him and ask him. I'm not going to ask him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, uh, but, but Coach, uh, I, we talked about money, and I told him, I said, Coach, when I was at NC State as a, as a player, I, was, I played football and wrestled, but as a player, and a coach under a lot of good, good coaches. I said, uh, we, we learned an awful lot about what, you know, what was going on. And people would say, well, what is an assistant head football coach? And all I tell them, you know, those little cards that they would give the coaches, they would have their name and what, what school they were at and their phone number on it. I saw, I know, is my business card. It says Chuck Amato, ASS head coach. 
So I was the ass head coach. I said, Chuck, you were fun to GA under. Coach, it's great to have you on and great to hear from you. You know, we appreciate you taking a few minutes of time and stopping by and just shedding some light on, you know, the things that you experienced with Coach Bowden. And, you know, we we, we appreciate everything that you've done. So, Well, let me go one more one more little thing. I just thought about it. I, <laughs> hang on. Uh, 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 the first game of that, of, of the year, we, we played in the Gator Bowl. It wasn't. Uh, I, I believe it was played in the Gator Bowl. And uh, was against Southern Miss, I think. And they had a quarterback that nobody could pronounce his last name. Oh, um, my God. Are you bringing that up? And uh, we, we lost. I remember we lost the game. And then we came back to Raleigh. Next week, I think we got beat again. And uh, Selena was sitting in the back of the car, and uh, she says, Dad, does this mean that we're not going to go to a bowl this year? And I says, no, it doesn't, because they uh, they grew up with the families and their, and their friends, and they're all their friends with all a lot of the coaches and the families. And as they, you know, the, the coaches will be coaching all day, and then they meet with players when they go to a bowl. 
And then mm-hmm. uh, they were the, 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 usually the bold would take the, the wives out, and then they had to get babysitters for the kids. And then 14, 11 or 14 straight years, going to a bowl, uh, those kids went from six years old uh, to uh, 20 years old. And uh, that money instead of uh, you know having a babysitter for them, and they made a lot of money. So they. <laughs> well, we we honestly thought that um, our Christmas and New Year's vacation was supposed to be a bowl game for so many years because that's how we grew up and. That's what I say, like we were living the dream and we didn't even realize it. I mean, what an incredible experience. And it all stemmed from the heart and soul that Coach Bowden had, all that fire you would feel from the stadium, you know, when the the players would run out, when the game was starting, you could just feel it, you could feel the energy. That all stemmed from Coach Bowden, the heart and soul that was so big that he just poured on to everything that he did. And that's what that's what I remember. I remember that feeling. You, you could just feel it. And we, we sat up high. Um, our seats were up high in the stadium. But, man, you could, you could feel it from everywhere. <laughs> well, I don't know if it was around Thanksgiving or Christmas, and uh, you, you and Eugenia were in the same class. I believe you were in the same class, weren't you? Uh, uh, and uh, in Christmas or Thanksgiving, and they called on uh, Eugenia, and she said, "Yeah, well, we go see our grand, our, 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 our grandparents and our aunts and uncles and cousins," and you said, "We go to bowls." That's <laughs> funny. Oh man! Yeah. That's that's what we did. I didn't realize what time zone we were. Selena had said, but I think she said it was going to be six thirty. Well, six thirty your times. I mean, five thirty your times. Yes, sir. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, we needed somebody to tell us that because we're not that smart. Sorry, that was my head. Coach Does anybody else? Hey, coach. I love you, Chuck. I think. I think. Yeah. We had and you had uh, and you had Bert. Okay. Good. Yeah. Tony knows what he's talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, listen. God bless all of you. And uh, uh, have a good rest of the night. Yes, sir. Thank you, Coach. Uh, Appreciate it.
Guys, we're going to kind of wrap it up here in just a second. Um, show, uh, I got David Castillo. He sent in a thing talking about he was actually there when Bobby got the news about the cancer and all that. And I know if you're watching on your phone, you can't really hear the audio. You know, with us, but it's very me and Hunter and Chip listen to it. It's very. I think it describes coach to a T at times, but uh, I'm going to let the viewing audience. It's hard, to it's hard to believe that it's already been a year since Coach Bowden's passing. It seemed like yesterday I was working in the hospital when I stopped in to visit Coach Bowden when he was getting the devastating news that he was ultimately going to pass from his illness. Just like he preached and practiced every day of his life, he relied on his faith. Coach Bowden always said, faith family, then football. He preached it and he lived it every single day, even in the face of devastating news. I was very blessed and honored to get to play for Coach Bowden for six seasons, serve on three or four of his unity councils, and even be chosen as the captain of one of his teams. But one of the coolest experiences I ever had was getting to go with him for two years on his Bowden golf tours. I got to spend countless hours with him traveling all over the place. And we had so many great conversations. Yes, of course, we talked about football, but most importantly, we talked about faith and we talked about family. Because of him, I've accomplished so much and I've had so many opportunities. I'm stronger in my faith and I'm a better father because of him. They say that a legacy is not what you leave for people, it's what you leave in people. I've also heard say that a good coach can change games, but a great coach can change lives. And there is no doubt that Coach Bowden did both. Now, Coach, we love you. We miss you. Dadgummit, we're going to see you again. And just so you know, your legacy lives on. Go Knowles. Go Coach Bowden. Just ending the show up, what's the one thing, Selena uh, and Tony, that – you can take away from Coach Bowden that you still like Tony. You coach. I mean, I coach. I mean, we all have that one thing from a previous coach that we still try to instill in our programs. What's that one thing, Tony, that you try to instill in your program that Bowden, you know, put into you? You want to teach your you want to teach your guys to be pillars of community. You want to teach your guys to be leaders. You want to teach your guys to be great fathers when they have kids and yeah. that your kids can be proud of and your players can be proud of. And you want to set examples for the community and in life. You know, you got God, football, and family. Or, and Coach Bell and putting that perspective, not necessarily in that order, but that I, he's the reason I got in coaching. And I tell everybody that. And I, I owe everything in my life to Coach Bowden beside my family and I miss him and I love him and he'll always have a special heart, a uh, special place in my heart. Yeah. So you know, I mean, what's the, what's the one thing that you kind of still look back, look at back at Coach Bowden, Coach Bowden and think of his faith. That was the most important thing that 
that he wanted people to remember is faith because that was the core that just set everything that that was the foundation um that's the biggest thing um he loved his family and you know and, and everything else just kind of trolled on from that but that's the biggest thing was his faith and um sharing that with everyone he talked to and really even if it, he didn't bring it up you could just feel it because it's just genuine in heart and soul that yeah. Yeah. well guys i mean chip hunter y'all got anything else to ask uh tony and selena it looks like i guess bert dropped uh, dropped the service or his phone died or something but we appreciate him being on the show hunter chip y'all got anything else y'all want to ask yeah i'm gonna um you know tony and selena we we all you know we all feel kind of connected by coach bowden in our own way you know my way was you know my junior and senior year of high school getting invited to his quarterback camps that he held at auburn when terry was the coach at auburn and i remember my senior going into my senior year coach bowden sat down with me for 45 minutes and you know we were talking about college recruiting and you know back then we used to look at if you weren't going d1 you were a failure and I remember Coach Bowden pulling me aside for 30 or 45 minutes and just telling me, he said, son, he goes, only 7% of high school athletes play college ball. He goes, you're, if you're at my camp, you are good enough to play at the next level. He said, so you look at whatever offers are offered to you, and he goes, you jump on it because nothing's going to mean more at the end of your life than that education. And, you know, Coach Bowden didn't have to take time, you know, with a tall, scrawny kid from Panama City, but he did. And, uh, you know, I lost my dad and Coach Bowden last year. And uh, that was – it was a rough year. But, you know, you look at you look at what he built at Dope Campbell and you look at the fan – like the fans, we all – I mean, that, that says something about your legacy when you can look – and just how many lives he touched and you know how many people that his testimony and the way he lived uh came to jesus uh perfect example yeah. mark rick mm -hmm. yep that's perfect i mean that's a perfect example i mean he touched so many of us you know uh bart shoots is a pastor now that played with me uh i mean you can go on and on uh, uh, people i play with that are pastors because of Coach Bowden, even uh, Ron Miller, who played basketball at Florida State, he was touched by Coach Bowden. He's a pastor in Tallahassee now. Uh, it, just the people he has touched, not just in football, but in life. Uh, I mean, it's, it's just amazing. He, he had an amazing life and touched so many people, not not just not, not just players. I mean, we're all touched by him, but just the people around him, not, not even like the basketball players at Florida State, the, the track people, the baseball people. And Coach Mike Martin's the same way. You know, uh, it's it, it's just amazing the camaraderie he had and the closest we had back then and what he built that they're, we're trying to rebuild now. It, it's just uh, – it, it'll never be matched again. Nick Saban or anybody, I mean, it'll never, it'll never be matched again. <laughs> I mean, it's – like I say, I owe everything in my life that I've done in business, in football, 
and raising my kids and, and teaching my players, it, everything reflects back to him and, and what he taught us. You know, be a good father, be a good man, and be honest and be loyal. Well, guys, I mean, I'm, we're about to end it out. Hunter, you got anything you want to add to it before uh, we close the show out? Yeah, I do. You know, it's not a big secret that I hadn't started really following Florida State football until about 2013. And I know that sounds cliche because that was a championship year. You know, Jameis won the Heisman. But that was the um, that was the year that my girlfriend at the time, wife now, that was when she took me to my first football game. And, buddy, I was hooked. I can say that much. Um, you know, I went to school at, at Marshall University. That's where I went to school at. And for me, it's, it really shows what Coach Bowden did for football, not just at Florida State, but around the country. I mean, I'm sure everyone's seen the movie. You know, they come to West Virginia and say, hey, Coach, could you borrow your playbooks? And the fact that he said, yeah, you know, after the plane crash, he said, yes, you can. You know, the number one rival for West Virginia, he said, yes, you can, you can borrow my playbooks. We're not running that this year. Take as much time as you need. We'll make copies, you know. But not even there. Sanford, you know, they have a statue erected of them out front of the stadium. How many coaches have two statues at two different stadiums? And that just goes to show really the mark that he'd left on college football. And I can tell just from talking with, you know, you, Tony, and Bert, the, the marks that he left on y'all as men too. So. Yes, sir. Well, I mean, not, not just two statues. Sanford's field is Bobby Bowden field. I'll go see if you can so catch that. So you're looking at a man. So you're looking at a man that has two fields named after him, statues. You know that's all materialistic stuff, really. But like we've all spoke of, you know. But you know, we I look at you know how many lives did he impact? I mean, you look there was what say a hundred players on a team with your scout team and with your with your scholarship players. And he'd done it for 30-something-plus years. Just the amount of people and student-athletes and men and women that he impacted is what st- stands out to me the most. And really, I mean, I got a little memory. I used to work for Panama Pools and Spas down in Panama City. And they had a house. We didn't know who it was. We were. It was a hot day. And we had we were sitting there, hot pool, hot, you know, July summer day. And this woman walks out the back door, asks us if we're thirsty. We said, Well, yes, ma'am, but we got stuff. And she comes back out with some ice water and some like I think lemonade or something. And then asks us if we was Florida State fans. And majority of us that worked together, we were. And she invited us in, and we didn't know it until we walked in. But that was Bobby Bowden's summer home, basically. And that was Miss Ann that was inviting us in. And he she showed us his little makeshift office off to the side. This stuff. And to me, it's he's the reason we are Florida State family. You know, he's the reason that all the former players still get together, you know, because there's other universities that you don't see the camaraderie in the family atmosphere like you do in Tallahassee at Dope Campbell around a football game. And to me, you know, he's going to be missed and there'll never be another one, no matter how, how much, you know, they want to try to compare him to other coaches, you know, especially one in Tuscaloosa, there'll never be another Bobby Bowden. And guys, I mean, honestly, from the bottom of my heart and the bottom of, you know, the group 
and the show we produce. We we thank Selena, we thank you, Tony, we thank Bert. Yes, thank you. We thank Coach Amato for coming on to the show. Um, look forward to other things. If y'all want to go, want to come back and do other shows with us, we look forward to that. Um, but other than that, guys, we're going to sign off. And uh, if you're watching, uh, we we appreciate. It. God bless you and go Knowles. Appreciate. It.